Hi, welcome back to Make Do. I'm Julia Scott. And I'm Tiff Arment. And it is 2020. 2020! Happy New Year! I don't know what to say about that. (laughs) (laughs) I always think 2020 vision. Uh, Mm -hmm. No, it's 1010 wins is the radio station here. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 2020 feels like a big deal, though. Yeah, but 2020 sounds like so far in the future. Like, it's not just the 2000s. It's like a year. I'm from the future. (laughs) (laughs) okay let me blow your mind 2050 is as far away as 1990 (gasps) whoa right that's crazy it only Uh oh wow 2050 that sounds awesome Mm mm-hmm wow i hope my head is frozen (laughs) yeah well 2050 i mean (laughs) 30 years off will only be like 67. Oh, that's not that old. <laughs> I mean, you can you like, freeze oh, no. your head. You do you, but. <laughs> I'm thinking it's already going to be Futurama. No, wow. I mean, we can hope. We can. Uh, can we? Should we? But you see, like 2050 feels like, oh my God, flying cars, living on Mars. And it's like, nope, nope. We'll, we'll be like maybe into our retirement age. And it'll basically be the same. Hopefully. Unless we all burn and explode and drown before then. Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's talk about art and, and stuff because... <laughs> yeah, let's be positive. That's what we can do right now. Yeah, uh, and, you know, encourage everyone to read up on other things that they can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but yeah, last time we tried to sum up our year and some thoughts in this year, we thought we, we would gaze boldly into the much nearer future than 2050. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, for instance, you are going back to back to school. You're you're taking another class this semester, another couple of classes. Yep. Um, are you excited? Yeah, I am. I'm looking forward to starting and getting back into it. Getting back into like going to the city every day. Uh, well, not every day, but regularly. Uh, be taking two classes. But this semester, it's going to be a little different. I signed up for them knowing that I can't make every single class, so that feels a little bit different. Like the commitment level feels a little different, but I know that I can't stop learning now. I still have Mm -hmm. so far to go. And that's part of what I want to talk about in all this whole like plans and techniques and everything. And it's just, um, that, yeah, it's just, it's going to be a year where for me, I'm finally going to try and not be distracted by everything. (laughs) and like change what I'm doing 50 times through the year or work on like 12 different little projects. It's like, I feel like I have some really big ideas and I want to really focus in and hone on those projects. Why? Like, I'm not, I'm not actually questioning. I'm just like, what, what is the thought there? Because that's, it's not a given. I think sometimes we're like, it's better to focus, but what are your thoughts on why you want to sort of focus and hunker down? Because I haven't really before. (laughs) I haven't asked that of myself before. Before it was always just like, whatever I want to do, whatever the wind wind takes me, I will go and just explore and do a little of this and a little of that. And if I get bored of this, I'll go over there. It's like, I kind of want to push through the board a little Mm -hmm. bit and see how far I can take something and how good I could get. Because... I'm thinking push through the board kind of like, you know, how when when, um, little kids do karate and they have those like... Uh, pre-snapped plastic boards like you have to kick through the board because you have to you know you have to kick beyond the board not at the board anyway the board of boredom yes 
<laughs> because I do, I get, I get to a point whenever I learn a new skill or do a new thing where I'm like, I can do this enough. It's fine. I'm not going to be super good at it. And it's like, I'm not super going to be super good at it because I just stop. Like I stop practicing. I stop trying. I stop doing it because it's like with the art classes, right? I took a semester of art classes. I did it. I did that thing. Like I, I, I breached that hurdle of take an art class, right? And bam, did it. But now I need to get better and I need to practice and I need to take more classes. I don't want to just check that off my list because I did the one thing because I really do like it. I'm just the type of person that gets so easily distracted by new shiny, right? And I think there are a lot of people out there that have that. And it's almost like you become a jack of all trades and a master of none. I was just about to say that, that people tend to forget the second half of that saying. <laughs> you know, like people, you say someone is a jack of all trades. And a lot of times that's meant in a positive way. Like, oh, you you know how to do a bunch of stuff. You can, but you forget that like, that means that you can't, you, you, you like physically, uh, you know, logistically can't become a master of any one of them. Exactly. If you're just, a, and again, there's nothing wrong with just like, you know, piling on new skills a little at a time and trying stuff on. But there is something to be said for, like you said, just like getting through the wall, the board, whatever, however you want to see it and just be like, all right, I need to be my own taskmaster uh, and annoying teacher. And, you know, all the people are like, okay, now do the thing. You know, like we've been talking about for a couple of months, do the thing over and over and over again. I think the term master is also pretty problematic because you're never going to be like the best. Uh, you know what I mean? I feel like there are so few people out there who are the best at something. And even them, like they they don't stay at the top very long. There's always mm-hmm. going to be a new best or the the best idea of what the best is, is super subjective. Is it someone that makes the most money? Is it someone that has the most recognition? How do you even measure that? Like there's no real way, especially when you're thinking about something artistic or that you make, like what really is the best? So I have to fight those demons of being afraid of like, well, I'm never going to be the best. So I might as well just be kind of good at it and then move on to something else. It's more of, I just want to be, I want to impress myself. I think that that's where I want to get to is I want to look at what I'm making and be like, damn, (laughs) (laughs) like like that's how I want to feel when I look at something that I make. And I've had little bits of that this past year. And it's like, I want to find more of that. And I think that that's why this is kind of like the year that I actually focus on something. Um, And that's that's what I'm going to try and do. But you know what? I, I like. I think of master uh, in 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 that phrase and in general in a different way because I think it's easy to think of master as the one who is the best, who is the master of everyone else. And I think of it more in the sort of traditional sense, like it's a level that you can achieve when you have checked off specific tests. You know, like you have first year an apprentice, and then depending on where in the world and what time you can be a journeyman, who's like been able to to show that they have certain skills at a certain level and then after that the next step is master so master is a level that an infinite number of people can achieve it just shows that you have achieved a level of skill and achieved you know show, like mastery it, than master exactly exactly uh like for instance they've recently reinstated a number of like arts and crafts um I know what you would call them, like master's certificates in in Sweden. So if I were to show that I can make, you know, uh, 20 identical plates in a certain amount of time and 20 of this and make one complicated specific ceramic thing, I could show and then get a certificate 
you know, you're you're sort of inspected or um, overseen by a number of people who also have achieved a certain level in their craft. And and I think like in art, it's hard to say like what would that mastery be, but maybe it is just like it's maybe you put in a certain number of hours, or you show that you can make you can make recognizable hands four times yeah. or whatever. You know, you like can paint a nose in three strokes. <laughs> And, Which um, I watched my professor do, and it just blew my mind. I'm like, <laughs> I spend hours trying to get a nose to look like a nose. And she's just like, oh, you just do a little boop, beep, beep, boop. And I'm like, ah. Yeah. And I think also of some of the people I know who are, you know, both successful in their field and very skilled in their field who will still do workshops and not, not teach workshops, but take workshops mm-hmm. or go to lectures not just because oh this is interesting but with the sort of frame of mind like this is still something that can help me grow or develop or think of something in a new way so like a a, a master jack of all trades master of none but a master's learning is never done i don't know oh that sounds good <laughs> so so um yeah like get it getting to at least like the step after apprentice mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah, I'm also actually, I'm taking some um, university classes this year. Uh, oh, yeah? One of, the, one of them is solely online, and the other one I'm going to have to travel um, once a month for a couple of months and stay the night. Uh, so one of them is, the one that's online is color theory. So it's some, like, practical work. We have to buy gouache paints and buy some stuff. Yeah, so it's it's color theory. So, you know, history of colors and how... Mm-hmm how we've discussed colors and then also how you mix colors and how colors react with each other, uh, which is like, it's a very basic thing, but I just felt like I wanted to try it. And yeah. because, because in, in Sweden, you know, we don't really have to pay tuition for college classes. So <laughs> yeah. And then the other one where I'm going to have to um, travel a couple of hours South is I don't know how you translate it. Basically, it's creative work in wool. So it's both, you know, history of the material and how the material works, and then also some actual design work. Like, so there's a um, a project at the end of the, it's a little less than a semester, but at the end of, of the class where you have to actually, like, have a thought and, you know, show something and show your work and all that stuff. Um, mm. it, it, it's, it's kind of like I want to, you know, I want to, let my mind grow and develop, but I also want to do these things that are more things that I'm just interested in that are not something that's going to necessarily, you know, make me a better potter. And I'm not a professional yarn dyer or knit designer. These are just like, I want to let my mind think about art and creating hmm. with someone poking me to do so. <laughs> I like that. Uh, and then I'm also taking a, a class online about the language and communication of cats, but that has nothing to do with this. That's just That's me being amazing. a crazy person. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I think that it's it's healthy to have a curiosity about things and to not just be like, oh, I wonder, or just, I don't know, the idea of learning and experiencing new stuff and giving a chance to, I guess, I, I want to almost say bond with another human who is there with more <laughs> knowledge to teach you things. Like I feel like so often we're all just like hidden behind our screens. We're hidden, you know, with earbuds in our ears. Please keep listening to our podcast. Uh, <laughs> it's, and it's like you have this secondary kind of 
idea of interacting with people and the idea of like going and taking a class. I know you just said that the cat one was online, but still, like you said, you're going <laughs> to a class and interacting with someone else that has this higher level of skill that you're interested in. There's just, there's just so much in that connection that I think that we very quickly say like, ah, I could learn this on, you know, by going to Pinterest and, and looking up a few posts or, ah, I can learn this on, um, I don't know, the various websites that you can find. It just, it made a big difference for me this year, like interacting with a human about well, that. Well, yeah, because you you get, you know, feedback and input and you can ask, you know, small questions and big mm-hmm. questions and, and also being, I don't know, like having to answer to someone, you know, like you have a deadline mm-hmm. or you have to bring something to show. Uh, and part of me is also like, because we have to bring to the first class, we have to bring um, uncarded wool and, uh, you know, cards to brush the wool and whatchamacallit, my brain is standing still. The thing that you can spin yarn on, that's not a wheel, uh, a, a spindle, like to spin yarn on. Cool. But then also to every class, we have to bring like, okay, we have to bring a drawing pad that can do both watercolors and regular pencils. We have to bring colored pencils and watercolors and like and a glue stick, which I find hilarious. And I'm just like, <laughs> I kind of also like that it's going to be very practical. Yeah. But but there is going to be that this is going to be repeated and I'm going to have to either, you know, prepare and, and do the assignments or feel ashamed. <laughs> like sometimes you shouldn't underestimate uh, the power of the achiever's embarrassment. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is certainly true. And I think all the online stuff kind of preps you for being ready for what you want to go do IRL, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> in real life that you, it's kind of a, a great way to, it's almost like the the, the brain sifter, you know, mm-hmm. like you put all that stuff that you want to do into the sifter and it, it weeds out the stuff that you're just like half interested in. And the stuff that kind of falls through are the things that I think are worthy of, of finding pursuits outside of, you know, outside of the internet a little bit. So I kind of want to propose to our listeners um, to go out this year and pick your favorite thing that you've come across and, and experience it in real life a little bit. I can't express enough how much that's helped and changed me. And I would love to see that change in other people who've been afraid to try that the way I was. Cause I was just, I was obstinate and resistant and uh, I'm really glad that I did it. Yeah. And it, you know, it doesn't have to be like a proper art school class or a university class and you know, big fancy, you can find, you know, community college classes or maybe just like an open house at some sort of art place where you live just like go see a person do a thing that they're good at and you want to do and maybe ask them a thing i've also actually signed up for a writing retreat uh in in may so it's four days on an island in the archipelago uh with with other people who you know are everything from you know starting to want to write and get better and professional writers who want to, you know, get feedback and work on it. And it's with, uh, it's organized by two writers whom I know and respect. Uh, and, you know, I've, I think I've met once or twice, but it's it's going to be really fun. Like, I think I'm getting more and more into that space of just like, you know, I deserve this. I, I, I am not I'm not a fraud. And if I am, this is how you unfraud yourself is by learning. (laughs) So, um, yeah, that's going to be it's going to be fun. That's awesome. 
so we have all these things that we are like the, the physical things that we're planning on doing. Um, what are kind of your abstract ideas and goals for the year? Cause I kind of said that mine were more of like focusing, right? Focus. Mm-hmm. And what, what would yours be? I think to take myself more seriously and this is something, you know, we, we've both been talking about this and working on it. But I think also, and I had a discussion with, with some friends around the new year, is also maybe to take my output more seriously and, you know, maybe raise my prices, maybe make more sort of art stuff uh, rather than trying to just have an output of, you know, everyday stuff that's not in my style, like not producing a bunch of stuff ju- just because it sells, but also trying to find... Like, what is my niche? Where will people actually want to pay more for? Mm-hmm. And um, that is kind of scary and just be like, okay, I'm going to actually be an artist artist and not just, quote unquote, um, a maker. And But, it's, and, but you still want to sell those pieces, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Just like, uh, you know, at 18 times the price. No. But. <laughs> <laughs> See, I ha- I still can't really let go or sell anything yet. I was asked by a friend the other day, like, what do you do with all the stuff you make? I'm like, I don't know. It's just kind of hanging around because it all <laughs> looks half done to me. Uh, and I don't see that getting any better this year. But that's what I think I'm most impressed with you is that you make stuff and then you sell it. And I just, <laughs> I just look at everything I make and I'm just like, yeah, it's good. And I can appreciate it and snap a picture for the internet, grab some likes, you know, get those endorphins. But after that, I'm like, that's it. It just dies in a closet. So what about, what about prints? I thought about that. Um, but again, nothing feels unique enough to want a print. I mean, all right, maybe like dot tiff stuff, uh, would would do well with that like the digital art yeah I keep forgetting about the digital art because it really doesn't take up any space just kind of sits in a folder in my iPad (laughs) (laughs) so yeah maybe I would do something with that but not like prints of the because I'm also thinking of some of the stuff that you make would also be really cool to sort of bring into a digital space and like integrate and manipulate in a digital way not to like oh I need to fix this in post but just like playing with that like you know, the very, very physical and concrete, like this is layers and layers of oil and this is, you know, takes the time that it does. And then playing with like maybe, you know, drawing a digital frame that looks like an old gold frame or something. Because I, I also really love how you do very realistic digital drawing and just like playing with those combinations. I don't know, like, and, and, and because you, you love, you, you, you like both those mediums and you're good at them. And it would be interesting to take sort of the very classical and they're very modern and smush them. Oh, that is, I think I'm going to think that through for a little bit. I like that. <laughs> well, I was thinking about making like a really serious oil painting of my stick person, like, doc- <laughs> which <laughs> I think be would amazing. be really funny because it's so simple. <laughs> but have like, have her kind of be in one of those very serious oil painting poses. I think that'd be hilarious. I'm here for it. In contraposto. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Got that nice triangle of light. Yeah. I'm going to go for it. <laughs> this is .tiff uh, akimbo. Um, <laughs> I'll do her in every style. <laughs> that'd be, that would be amazing. Just be like, <laughs> here she is on an Egyptian wall. And here she is. <laughs> here she is as a Monet. 
I don't know. And and also maybe just, you know, the thing of of also in a way not taking myself seriously in the sense that I'm taking these classes and just being like, I think this is fun. This doesn't have to go anywhere. This doesn't mm-hmm. have to be useful. I just want to learn about and be better at things that I find interesting. And again, it's a privilege to not have to pay insane amounts of money for that um, because socialism and taxes. So I know we're talking about like our new year and our goals and our plans and all of that, but something just came to mind of how to think about our own art and our style and and what we make and how that defines us. I think about how when you're in a conversation with somebody and I recently just met someone new and I asked them, well, like what do you do for fun? Or like, what gives you joy? What, what do you, cause just trying to fish for a hobby or something that would mean like, oh, this is what you are into. And therefore this is what you are, as opposed to trying to ask, you know, what you do for work, which I don't think necessarily defines us. So, and they couldn't give me an answer. And I don't think that that's a bad thing, but it definitely showed me that that's not something that I want to get stuck in. You know, like I don't want to, I never want to not have an answer to that about what I'm making or doing or something that I'm proud to talk about. And in order to get to that space where you are proud to talk about something, I think you need to be pretty good at it because if someone's like, Oh, well, what do you paint? Show me something that you've made. And you're like, Oh, I've got nothing. Um, no, what you do then is go, oh, my art is too private to to take digital pictures of. I'm sorry. It's- <laughs> oh, it's just so private. <laughs> yeah, that, that's good. Or you could do that. You could do that too. Um, but I just, I like the idea of having something to discuss when when you're presented with meeting someone new. Like, what would you be proud to say is your thing yeah. and be ready to be a little braggy about because I mean, when people ask you about yourself, they actually probably want to know, especially if you have something, you know, a nice, interesting tidbit in in your back pocket. Uh, and, and so that's where I want to like, think about what I'm surrounding myself and what I'm spending my time doing and what are my hobbies and, and what I can answer that question with. Yeah. And because I think, it's funny, like, what we, A, see as hobbies and, B, like, define as hobbies that define us, I guess. Like, because I was, you know, people ask, what are your hobbies? Um, and I'm like, does reading count as a hobby? But then also it's not necessarily something that people want to discuss unless they're also very passionate readers. They could be like, okay, what did you read last? Or what do you like to read? But it's not like a deep discussion usually. And I think the same with knitting, for instance, if the person you're talking to is not a knitter or, you know, the very curious social type, there's maybe not a lot to talk about there. It also reminds me, um, Mike, our friend and and pod daddy here at Relay, uh, he's talked on a couple of recent episodes of his podcasts about how he wants to find a hobby and then also not make that hobby a job, like not start Stop a trying podcast. to monetize my hobby. <laughs> <laughs> but like not start a podcast about it basically is, is like his, his rule right now. And it also made me think like, because I don't know necessarily how you actively find a hobby. Like I'm thinking of it like 
something that would and this is would be the wrong thing for Mike to do like you know you 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 try a hobby each week for a year or something you know like you go through your learning annex list of things because most of the things I do are either things that like were around me growing up like there was yarn there uh or you know my mom had talked about pottery class and then I found a cl- you know like I don't know how I would go about it like I'll see someone on YouTube doing a thing and I'm like oh I have basically those things at home I could try that or I could find cheap materials but like how how would you go about like if if you either for yourself or for someone else how would you go about finding like act seeking out a hobby that you would want to be your hobby I mean, personally, I have no shortage of things I want to do. I need like <laughs> 50 lives in order to do all of the things that I would I would classify as a hobby because I don't know everything that I come across. I mean, if you're a human in the world, you should be coming across a lot of different things in your life. And a lot of them can be defined as hobbies. Uh, and I think you just kind of gravitate towards the ones that you find interesting or you admire somebody for doing, and then you try it out for a little while. You know, you, you explore it online, you go to the craft store and and get, (laughs) you know, a ship in the bottle kit and try building a model, or, you know, you buy some cheap watercolors and start painting just for fun. And it's like, you do it because while you're doing it, your brain is active and happy and if your brain isn't active and happy while you're doing it, then put it aside because it's not about being good at it, right? Hobbies aren't about being good at something. I mean, I have a hobby of walking around a beach and collecting like beach trash, which is shiny garbage <laughs> on the beach, which is basically- Would you say you know, that at a party? I wouldn't say that at a sea glass party because they get very upset when you call it beach trash. But uh, my friends who don't understand my hobby of collecting beach glass or, or sea glass, uh, they call it beach trash. And I think it's funny. But- it's like that is a hobby that I I know people have done. Uh, I kind of grew up in like doing that as a kid and not really knowing it was a thing. And now I know that there's like a whole magazine and websites and Instagrams. Like there's a there's a conference for beach glass. Like it's insane how much of a hobby this is for a lot of people. And it's just like you just do it. You try it on. Um, and but but do you think that people maybe are afraid? either because they you know they're they're worried that they won't be good at the thing or because like there there is some sort of point of entry like people take this seriously and you're like afraid to get get into it you know like you're I think there is a level of that but at the same time I mean think about when you were a total noob with finding pens everyone was just so excited and embracing to be like you like pens even if you haven't bought like the most expensive Nakaya or something like that you don't have that all you know all you have is like a $30 pen but you just really like it I mean how excited are you when you introduce a friend to a new pen you know I got uh, my brother's girlfriend this Christmas I got her a fountain pen and she what did stayed you get up really her? late I got her a Twisby Eco, um, <laughs> a white one, because uh, it's super fun with the demonstrator. And I got her a set of um, uh, Hiroshi Zuku inks, like a th- little three pack of the mini ones. Super awesome. Anyway, so uh, uh, pretty good at buying first or first time <laughs> pens for people because other people were really good at buying first time pens for me. So uh, yeah, and she stayed up late, like playing around with a pen and just writing things over and over in a notebook. And it's like one of us, one of like, <laughs> you just, even though they're totally new, it's, it's wonderful. And people get excited when you get into their hobby, even if you're not very good or, or very, very new at it. 
But like, how would you know that unless someone tricks you into it? Like if, if you're just like, oh, this is interesting. I wouldn't necessarily be sure. And I mean, I have social anxiety. So but like <laughs> even so, like you don't know before you try because there are right. some hobbies uh, and some sort of groups of interest where people are very gatekeepy about it. Uh, and like, wait, you you only have a Twisby eco? Who are you? Go home and come back. When, Who is you know, that, that person? I want to talk to them because <laughs> they are. That's that's not the spirit of. Yeah, they're, they're they're poo poo heads. But like, you know, all almost all hobbies sometimes have that. Like, it might be. Uh, you know, kind of chance where you live or who you meet. I feel like that might be like an an old uh, thought technology, or maybe it's just one of those like innate fears that everyone has, but it's not actually true. Oh yeah, I mean, everyone is super pleased about sharing their hobby with other people. Uh, I I've never come across someone that's been like ew, you can't do this unless I don't know. It's like something exclusive, like the Explorers Club, or or even <laughs> that, like. They're excited about someone who wants to get in. I, I don't know. There are a lot of different things out there for hobbies if you're if you're looking for one in the new year. And it and it can. It, you have to think about like, well, I think maybe narrowing it down to like categories. Do you want something you're doing with your hands? Do you want to be in a club? Do you want a new skill? Like do you uh Do you want something is it, messy is outside, like, inside? Right. A collection. Is that what you're after? Or do you have like an interest you want to share with someone like a wine club or, or an explorers club? Like I feel an app coming on here. Uh uh, uh, uh oh. Stop <laughs> trying to monetize my finding of hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Like, cause, cause what I'm thinking also, like if you're maybe not a hobby person or you're not even sure what you like, it could feel very overwhelming because there are yeah. all the hobbies in the world and they're like super great. Maybe it was just, just like do a, a, like an Instagram post or blog post and just be like, here are, eight hobbies pick one <laughs> yeah um because like I, I think if i were to now like try okay i have to find say i made it a goal i have to find a new hobby in the new year and not monetize it <laughs> i i'm not sure what i where i would start i would maybe like go back to things that i have wanted to try in the past or done in the past and dropped i would think about what you enjoy in general just in your life in your everyday life and think about like is there more to this? You know, like I love stationary. Is there more to this? I love traveling. Is there more to this? Like I like having a nice bottle of a nice glass of wine at the end of the day. <laughs> I don't know anything about it. it. Tastes like wine to me. Is there more to this? You know, like I think that I like that, anything but- that you grab, you can ask that question to, and that might lead you on a road to finding a new hobby or interest. Or you go the absolute opposite way and be like, what are things that come to mind immediately and what would be sort of like the opposite of that or something like for me for instance it would be you know programming or building raspberry pi things because i think that looks fun but it's not really something i've gotten into that much and it's like Mm -hmm. it's maybe maybe a thing i've been putting off but like you know i mean like if if you're very much like a painter arty person maybe you need to build benches like something you know going from big to small or small to big outside to inside there are apparently a number of ways to find a hobby to try. See, it's not that hard. We're humans. <laughs> <laughs> Teach a man to fish and, or what is it? Or he's a grown man. Fishing is not that hard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, okay. So if, if you, you don't have to try it, find a new hobby, but if you're thinking like, are there any specific things that you want to either try or learn or achieve, like check off in the air, like techniques or materials or Uh, a certain size of canvas or like, do you have any specific goals? I want my handwriting to get better. 
Um, I don't want to necessarily change it and do calligraphy because I've tried that before and I just, it doesn't stick with me. Um, I love pens and I love writing, but I just kind of like writing in my sloppy handwriting with something pretty. And I think I want to try and just like refine my own handwriting more. And that's with like letters or with a uh, secret Instagram account where I'm just like <laughs> writing quotes and stuff that I like. And I, I think that that's going to be my new thing. I've had it now on the back burner for a few months and I haven't done anything with it. So that's going great. <laughs> but it, maybe that will be my thing in the new year. As, as far as new materials and stuff for art, I'm happy with what I've been working with and I want to just get better at those. I don't want to go any further, but I do want to be more okay doing digital stuff, especially now that the new Procreate has those cool animations to it. I want to try a lot of that. So yeah. Okay. That's the new thing. Uh, poor digital. It always gets the, the short <laughs> end of the stick and remembering in my brain. It is, uh, I think I would like to try and do that, do a little bit of, um, animation work here and there and, and, and play with that and see how that comes out. I don't think that's anything that's going to become big or long-term. So the more of like a little hobby, huh? <laughs> But uh, yeah, that that would be new for me. That's cool. And, and you, and anything new? I have two things. I think, like you know, I have all this stuff, like make bigger things, make blah blah blah, uh, and also get good at my tiny tiny but, I mean, wheel. Again, what what would be new for you? Because you have so many things you've already right? done too. No, I want to. I think I want to actually paint a canvas this year. Hey, because I yeah, I have a couple of canvases. I just like I put them off because like I'm not good enough or, you know, save them for special. It's like, no, no, I can afford to buy a more canvas if I want to <laughs> and just like, you know, use my tools and not be like, OK, so this is like a mixed media paper or some sort of like plastic or thing that's sort of like a canvas, but not really. So just like maybe let myself break through that barrier. And also I want to get around to uh, gilding things. Like uh, it's called luster, but basically it's like a, a form of dilution of gold in some sort of extremely toxic thing. And when you burn it, you get like a golden rim or decoration or something. Have and you listened to the podcast S-Town? Yes. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Be careful. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to lick it. Uh, <laughs> but But just like, because again, it's another one of those things that I've been sort of a putting off. I need to stop saying A and B in podcasts all the time. It's one of those things that I've been putting off partly because I'm not sure I understand how it works. And partly just because again, I'm putting it off for special. It's like, that's, that's not how you get good at things. You have mm -hmm. to ruin a ton of things or maybe not make them as great as you want. Or if you're lucky, they're great to begin with, but like you can't, save it for later because then you're going to be buried in your perfect unworn dress you know yep that's exactly how i feel about notebooks and inks and everything now it's just like just use them like they're not for anything special just scribble all your podcast notes in them at least you're using them up and there's always going to be uh, what my mom always says she's like there's always more beautiful things in the world i like I pe like, the people who are like a uh, mess up the first page of your notebook because then you don't have to worry about messing it up because yep. you've already like you know, either splashed something in it or written poop or something. And I really like that concept. Just like ruin it because then you can't ruin it. That is that is a good philosophy maybe to start the year on. Just ruin it. Just ruin it. <laughs> Can only get better from there. Mm -hmm. So let's all get better from here. And, or or uh, ruin things. Or ruin things and, and then start fresh new. I don't know. Um, 
I like hearing from our listeners. I would love to hear about any potential hobbies for the future, what your output goals are for the next year, new techniques, materials, philosophy, all these questions that we just kind of chit-chatted about. And you can find our show notes over at relay.fm slash make do. And we are make do pod on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find us individually at Tiffany Arman and Julia Scott, S-K-O-T-T. And if you want to give us some stars and reviews, whatever, do those things, or maybe tell someone about the podcast. And that would be awesome because I don't know about you, Julia, but in this year, I would like some more listeners because... (laughs) Our uh, our continuation of this awesome show kind of depends on listeners, and we love our listeners. Anyway, so we can uh, have a wonderful year of podcasting. Um, we will be back in a fortnight, and until then, go make and do. I feel like we should have an NPR thing. Should be like we we rely on listeners just like you. I mean, we kind of do, right? Like- we do. <laughs> <laughs>